air defense system. But when certain strategic capabilities are added, a C-3 network can become an offensive weapon, a means to launch a coordinated first strike. A ballistic missile is one strategic capability that immediately transforms the system. It took the Higher Officers Committee four years to find its ballistic missiles. Actually, locating the weapons was easy. The tricky part was finding a government that was both willing to sell such advanced weaponry to Saudi Arabia and able to complete the complex transaction in total secrecy. The committee's constant fear was that Project Falcon would come to an abrupt end if either the United States or Israel learned of the purchase before the missiles were operational. It was the Saudi ambassador to Washington, famous for extravagant parties where the champagne and caviar flowed as extravagantly as oil from the desert, who in 1984 first carefully approached the Chinese. His secret mission to Beijing resulted in the deputy chief of the People's Liberation Army coming to Saudi Arabia to discuss the possibility of a sale. The negotiations continued for over a year with Prince Sultan now in charge. He hosted nearly a dozen tense late-night sessions at a series of military bases hidden away in isolated patches of desert. He flew his own plane to China and was allowed to see a row of erect missiles ready to be launched. And in a hotel room in Hong Kong, under an umbrella lined with metal foil to prevent electronic surveillance, the prince held whispered conversations with Chinese envoys. His mission was not simply limited to negotiating a purchase price for the sale of missiles. He had to arrange for the shipment of the weapons and build secure operational and storage facilities for the missiles in strategically chosen sites throughout Saudi Arabia. And if Project Falcon ever were to succeed, it all had to be accomplished in complete secrecy. Yet the prince did it. It cost a sum estimated to be in excess of $20 billion dollars. And late in 1985, the first ships from China carrying 28 ballistic missiles began to arrive. The missiles were single-stage rockets with a maximum range of about 2,500 miles, and they were able to carry a nuclear warhead. The Islamic Bomb A nuclear device that would transform the entire balance of power in the Middle East a superweapon that would protect the House of Saud against its potential aggressors. All along, from that first midnight meeting in the Black Hole, this had been the main operational thrust of Project Falcon. The C-3 system, the ballistic missiles, these were mere sideshows to the long-term secret push by the committee to acquire a nuclear weapon. Under the stern and urgent leadership of Prince Sultan, the committee worked simultaneously on several fronts to achieve nuclear capability. Foreign scientists, many of them Muslims from Western universities, were quietly recruited with promises of fabulous salaries and a rarer gift, citizenship. Yet even as these scientists settled into their new laboratories in the middle of the desert and began their preliminary labors to build the Saudi bomb, the Higher Officers Committee was also busy trying to buy one. A deal was quickly struck with their fellow Muslims in Pakistan. The Saudis agreed to lavishly fund further Pakistani nuclear research, and in return, Pakistan signed a secret treaty. And after consulting with King Fahd, Prince Sultan, struggling to ignore his misgivings, entered into one more covert treaty. He fully realized the mercurial, if not Faustian, dimensions of any deal with Saddam Hussein. Nevertheless, a super weapon must be had at any price. 
Saudi Arabia secretly agreed to invest billions in the Iraqi nuclear program, and in return the kingdom was promised a share of the weapons that would be produced. Like extravagant gamblers, then, the Higher Officers' Committee had spread its high-stake nuclear bets lavishly around the table. One, the officers confidently believed, would be bound to come up a winner. It was only a matter of time. Unless they ran out of time. Unless Project Falcon was discovered. Unless the Israelis or the Americans somehow stumbled upon the foreign construction teams working in the far reaches of the desert on the missile bases, or discovered the hidden training camps for the newly recruited launch crews, or noticed that the well-camouflaged command and control stations were now being configured to be part of a first-strike network. So after many anxious discussions, the committee decided to add another element to the increasingly complex plot of Project Falcon, and once again a prominent member of the Royal...